Happy Wednesday. World War Three. Hockey puppy. World War Three and hockey puppy. Come on up. Up up. There you are. Hey, good boy. <laughs> How's everyone doing today? <laughs> Is that the spot hockey? Ruby's going to class today, so Huck's gonna uh, be with Dad. Well, has anybody retracted? Oh yeah, what about that? What's that song? Uh, I think it's Alex by. AJJ, yeah. Let's just get, let's just get this going. What do you guys got planned for today? We're all gonna die. This is true. It's true for me and it's true for you. But we could live a little longer if we put our minds to it. The light rail runs from 5 to 11. I'll Anybody apologize for... If I play my cards right, we'll get real Anybody apologize for the, uh... Running the literal the fake news? The city needs the money from the DUIs And the cameras they put on the free... Anybody run that? April 1st, 2002 no, You know, nobody, uh... my bike to school I was hit by a no, it's AJJ. No Sounds like Mountain Goats, though. They're April similar. Day, December 25th, 2008. At Hang out with your family before you get drafted. Smart. 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 Counting them. How did I get here? I deserve to be loved. Uh, you can't get drafted. You'll have How to be vaccinated, probably. What made me need this money so much? Joe Biden smuggling kids into Israel. I can't, I mean, hey, I don't know. Literally, hey, look. I think any number of people blowing up in a parking lot is too many, but. Who knows where we go when we die? Who cares? I'm just glad to be alive. They can't, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go grab Ruby quick. I'm gonna grab Ruby. Hold on, Huck. Who cares? I'm just glad to be alive. Who cares? I'm just glad to be alive. Who cares? I'm just glad to be alive. Yeah, boy. She didn't want to come up, I guess. She didn't want to come up. So, I think, what, is it, what does the chat think? What do you think? I, I, 
like I'm I'm probably 95% convinced based on everything I've seen that uh this was in fact a rocket misfire from a different terrorist group. They have a lot of evidence. Now, whether it was Hamas or that other one, the, uh, what is it, Muslim Jihad or whatever the hell they were called? Isn't that kind of uh, redundant? But the, um, whatever those people, like, it's pretty compelling. Now, some people might say, well, you know, that, you know, Jew magic, they, they fabricated everything. I, I can't respond to that. I can't debunk that. But it looked pretty clear. Now, any one of the pieces of evidence that they had probably can't stand on its own. Like the audio recording. I mean, it's just an audio recording. They're, they're like, oh, here's an audio recording of some uh, terrorists saying, um, uh, you know, terrorists are saying oopsie doopsie poopsie. Well, any two people could be saying that. They're telling me it's terrorists, but how the hell would I know? Good Lord, what a professional I am. Come on, bud. Come on, thank you. I know, thank you. I know, thank you. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, puppy, I know. No, I know you know, and I know that you know that I know. Okay? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, hey, no. Wrestling with a 80-pound German Shepherd. Come here. Yeah, come on. Do you burp in my face? You burped. <sighs> so 500 civilians. <sighs> He's strong. Covered in dog hair now. The, um, I try, I'm going to try to like, 
The problem with, I like, I don't care that he barks at people, but he goes like ballistic. He's like climbing up the wall, poking the holes in my screen. Like that's, I'm trying to like stop that. I don't care that he barks. So I just kind of like got the wrestling mount on him and just holding him. And he was like, he's like trying to get out and kill. <sighs> the white hoodie never stood a chance. It did not. Hockey pup. Yeah, I don't mind that he, um, I don't mind that he barks. Actually, no, I'm okay. He's strong though. It, gets hard. it was hard to just keep him off the, you know, just hold him on the, in his position. Look at that face. Who gets a good treat? Yeah. Antler hunting is in spring, right? I suppose you can still find them in fall. It doesn't have any built on stains on it. It was clean. So now that that's done. How about some news? So essentially last night, the New York Times, New York Post, Daily Mail, Associated Press, I believe uh, that they all ran the story that first, that Israel bombed a hospital. To me, I saw that. I was like, hey, it's possible. Anything's possible. Then they updated the headline, not once, not twice, but three times, each time changing what it was saying, what they were trying to say. A hospital got exploded, 500 dead, mostly babies. The babies part I made up. I'm not so, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But you see, like, you know, hey, rockets miss, you know, plus, you, you know, they keep telling us that Hamas is hiding in hospitals and, you know, this kind of stuff. So I'm like, well, maybe, but to me, all the evidence was like pretty readily available and it was pretty clear that the missile strike, you know, what, what came from inside the, the house, so to speak. New York Times changes headline three times after Israeli propaganda Zionist control of the media. Wait, what? Oh, this guy's like pro-Palestine, I think. But the New York Times writes, uh, Israeli strike kills hundreds in hospital, at least 500 dead at Gaza hospital, Palestinians say. At least 500 dead in blast at Gaza hospital, Palestinians say. How are these two different? At least 500 dead in blast instead of, oh, they called it a blast instead of a strike. They call, they call it a, they call it a blast instead of a strike. Nobody, nobody has corrected it from what I've seen. 
they run out this story and they're like, a, a hospital full of newborn babies got exploded by the Jews. It turns out that the hospital never even got hit. It was a parking lot. And these all look like they burned. And that, you know, 500 dead. Incorrect. Now, it looks like there's a dead body here, maybe. But it was, I mean, yes, people died. It was like 30, 30 or 40. Roughly. By, by today's counts. But every, the point is that every major news, every major news company ran that the hospital was leveled and there were f at least 500 dead people. Do you want to know who they got that information from? Take a guess. Take a guess who told them that there were 500 dead babies. Hamas. I mean, it's a brilliant attempt to cover up your own mistake. Like, it's a brilliant attempt. Uh, but people were like, wait a minute. How the hell did you know? So I, I, here's what I assume what happened. Mario Nafal ran this stuff. Yeah, of course. The, uh, they, instead of waiting to verify anything, they just ran it. They didn't care. But the, the, the important thing, too, is that this led to escalations, riots around the world, and the end to some peace talks, I, I guess, according to Ben Shapiro. Here's the hospital. The hospital's still standing. Hospital's still fine. Um, now, obviously, it did kill 30 people, which is obviously not good. But all the evidence points to that it was... They knew it was a lie that would be disproven immediately, but no one would run the retraction. Right. Yeah. Except Shelly. Quote unquote sources told them, but you have, I mean, the next day we have all this imagery, just a few hours. This is what took place on Tuesday, October 17th. At 6.15 PM, a barrage of rockets was fired by Hamas to Israel. Then, at 6.59 p.m., a barrage of around 10 rockets was fired by Islamic Jihad from a nearby cemetery. It was at the time that 6.59 p.m. when there were reports of an explosion at the Al-Hali Al-Mahadani Hospital in Gaza City. Hmm. According to our intelligence, Hamas checked the reports understood it was an Islamic Jihad rocket that had misfired and decided to launch a global media campaign to hide what really happened. They went as far as inflating the numbers of casualties. They understood with absolute certainty Huck, yeah, that say. it was a rocket misfired by Islamic Jihad that damaged the hospital. Analysis of our aerial footage confirms that there was no direct hit to the hospital itself. The only location damage is outside the hospital in the parking lot 
where we can see signs of burning, which I will show later, no cratering, and no structural damage. The cratering is an important distinction because that if it had been a rocket like an airstrike, there would have been a crater where it hit. To nearby buildings, as opposed to the damage caused by any aerial munition, which would have been of different nature. We would have seen craters and structural, and structural damage to the buildings, both of which haven't been, in, haven't been identified in this incident. The size of the damage we see here... Is <laughs> yeah, Israeli propaganda. 40 dead babies. Palestinian, Palestine raises 500 dead in hospital. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Due to the warhead yeah. of the Islamic Jihad rocket, but most of the rocket's propellant is still evident due to the short flight of the rocket because the launch failed. The following visual evidence shows a picture infrared of Jennifer Lopez. imagery of the parking oh, yeah. lot. Damn. You can see the central locations of fires, some debris of... Okay, so some people might be like, okay, well, you know, this is, you know... This is them, you know, but you can see very clearly that it didn't have the hot. It's, I mean, yes, it's a, a pretty little big, a big area of damage here, but uh, it definitely wasn't. I guess the, the look, I, you know, there's there are people that like, uh, you know, I, I gotta be honest, like, there's a lot of messed up stuff that goes on there. Um, and there are videos of like um, people talking about their time in Palestine, you know, with on the Joe Rogan show. That's like, it's pretty hard to like, you know, like uh, the IDF has, has done some seriously messed up shit. Um, and seems to like continue to do that. Like, I think that um, they're saying a JDAM hit the hospital. Yeah, I don't think so. You know, I think that you look at the shit that like uh, U.S. reporters say that are going that are going on that go on in Palestine, and it's hard to like. I mean, it's hard to look at it and just say, oh, they must be making it all up because they hate Jewish people. Like, there is a lot of stuff that goes on there. By the way, just like in Ukraine, you know? And stuff. After being there, man, holy shit. I feel like people you guys have see no this? idea. I didn't even know what the hell was going on until I went to Palestine and saw how crazy it was. But What man. is it like? Tell me, give me your thoughts on your So experience. everyone mistakenly thinks that Hamas like controls Palestine that's not true at all there's there's three different areas that were drawn up with the original partition it's the West Bank which is totally under military rule by Israel and then there's the Gaza Strip which is like the open-air prison which they bomb the shit out of like every couple of years and Hamas controls that area and then there's Jerusalem which is an international city center um, that both Arabs and Jews live in. But the West Bank has been occupied militarily since 1967, and it's complete martial law. There's checkpoints. All political parties are illegal. You can't... Having a gun is like the least of it. You can't hold a flag. You can't belong to a political party. You literally can't do shit if you're a Palestinian. I mean, is this chick just lying? Submit. 
Um, and if even if you share a photo of someone who was like killed by an Israeli soldier, you go to jail and you go to jail for the amount of like months that. What? Yeah. Based on the shares and likes of the photo, they'll they'll penalize you more and put you in prison for longer and longer. I mean, I'll, I'll just well, tell you, you one so story. If you put a photo on social media like you of put someone on who Facebook. died and they'll be like, you're sharing a martyr and inciting people to like commit suicide like on behalf of Palestinians, you go to jail and, and they put them in jail. There's. 99.7% conviction rate. Kids are tortured. Kids are in prison. It is absolutely insane. We went to the first day that we were there. We went to I a mean, funeral. is this woman some just guy, lying about everything? Shot by Israeli forces. And we went to the funerals. Horrible. You know, all the women are wailing and crying. And as we're leaving, the Israeli forces had set up a checkpoint right outside of this dude's house and started tear gassing and shooting rubber bullets like at people who were simply attending the funeral just to punish people for attending the funeral. Um, we went to another girl's house named Aya, who's uh, who got shot in the vagina for peacefully protesting. All right, Huck says Huck's bullshit meter is going off. At some protest, and they, they shot, shot two. They shot they shot two hundred people that day. One guy next to her died. Another guy was paralyzed. They have a policy called shoot to cripple, where they shoot guys in the dicks. Yeah. Oh, it is fucking nuts, man. The West Bank is no joke. I thought that I was going to die several times. We were at this checkpoint going through Kalandia, and there was this old man walking, like, clearly drunk or something, and kind of, like, walking a little bit toward the checkpoint. They started shooting at him. Bullets are ricocheting off the thing. And I, you know, my partner, Mike, who was an invading soldier of Iraq, was just like, we're going to die. Like, they're shooting this guy. There's bullets ricocheting. I, it was absolutely insane. And as we go through the checkpoint, the soldier's like, hey, stay safe out there. And I was like, yeah, when you guys are arbitrarily shooting people. And, and the person who was driving us had just told us that a couple months prior to that, some woman, Palestinian woman, because you can't go to Jerusalem. Like, if you're Palestinian, there's, like, barely any Palestinians who are even allowed to go pray at the most holy site, the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem. You can't go to the beach. You're just completely constricted in a prison. And you can't travel. And, and he was just telling us that months before we went through this checkpoint, someone was going through the checkpoint because they got a permit to go into Jerusalem, which is, like, a lifetime golden ticket, like Willie. All right. Lots of. So everyone's just saying that this journalist is just a liar. Everything this chick said is a lie. Is that what people believe? Huh. I don't know what to believe, to be honest. Like, I don't know what to believe. Did you see that there? Do you see the shit that uh, Joe Biden said? Wow. I, I mean, I, I, it's so crazy that like literally nobody in chat believes her. I mean, what are the, what would be the benefit of this person just fabricating all this stuff? That's what I start out as. Like, I start out thinking that. Um, but Hey, I mean, maybe I'm gullible. I probably am. I generally look at people like, uh, I generally look at people, the message, the message is not that the, the message is not that the, you would think that the quote unquote message would be that the, the other way, right. Would be the other way. Wait, that's a guy. That's not a guy. Is it? 
the Israeli people and the Israeli government. Yes, of course. I agree with that. Yeah. Definitely a big difference. Have you ever heard of clout? You're kidding, right? Shoot to wound, are they accurate? Yeah, maybe the shoot to shoot to shoot to wound is uh is just a uh reimagining. Whoop, wrong one. Reimagining <laughs> of uh bad aim. How do you feel about Watsi is asshole continuing discontinuing draft packs? Are you scooping some draft boxes to draft with friends? Wait. They're getting rid of draft boxes altogether so people can't draft? People, what? Why would you do that? Is it because, you know, it's because drafting is, is, uh, doesn't sell enough packs. They want to make you do sealed or something like that. It says, well, I love the fact we're reducing the amount of MTG pack types. We have to look at Watsi's track record this year. Play packs will cost as much, if not more, than set boosters. I'm personally fine spending an extra 10 to $15 for a draft, but others may not. Play boosters are the match cost of set boosters, not draft boosters. Having different booster packs was the stupidest crap they could have ever done. Anyway, Biden compares Hamas attack to 15 911s. What? This guy is such a disgrace. Like, are you kidding me? 5,000 people died on 9-11, not, not to mention thousands more in endless war in the Middle East. And he's trying to say that 200 dead Israelis is the same thing as 15 times 5,000. Was it 75,000? He's saying that 75,000 dead Americans is the same thing as 200 dead Israelites. Is that what he's saying? I, I don't even understand. <laughs> yeah, I th I tweeted out. I thought only only 15. Why stop there? 2,500 people died on I Maybe I'm wrong about the number. Oh, yeah, 3,000. 2,977. Plus thousands more. Okay. That's insane. I don't know how many January 6th that translates to, though. Like, how many January 6ths is 15 9-11s? Because in the currency of warmongering... Um, January 6 was worse than 911. 
So is it only like seven January sixth? So fifteen nine elevens is what's the I'm trying to figure out the so fifteen fifteen nine elevens is still is that still less than one J six? And what a disgraceful thing to say. And we'll pump weapons and money into both parts of this war too, as soon as we can. Nobody cares about Sniper Wolf. Okay. Good news, everybody. You know, the uh, a lot of people talk about uh, the curse uh, affecting certain actors and people out there. Well, you know, Alec is a guy that has suffered from terminal TDS, Alec Baldwin, that is, for years. And uh, it seems like ever since he contracted this TDS, everything's gone wrong for him in life. His wife has been busted, like being a fake Spanish person or whatever. Um, Basically, everybody in the mainstream public despises him. Everything's gone wrong for him uh, with ever since he contracted TDS. And I feel bad for him. Um, but everything that has happened has been literally self-inflicted. Now, if we look back, if we go back in the past, this was a man that was on a film set where somebody lost their life. He was the man... Uh, who ultimately held the device that took that person's life. He was charged at the time, and those charges ended up getting dropped, and everyone thought it was over. Well, looks like new charges. As the Trump curse gets worse for Alec Baldwin. Now, there were a lot of people involved in this, a lot of them. Huck says hi. There is a lot of people involved in this from the armorer whose job it was to um, make sure that there are no live rounds in anything to Alec Baldwin, who fired the round to also Alec Baldwin, who owns the I think owns the production company. On the production company, or he owns the production company that made the movie. So there were civil civil liabilities and criminal liabilities. He ends up, you know, and also, by the way, the armorer was some weirdo leftoid who probably just kept getting jobs because of their various pronouns uh, in, in, instead of their actual qualifications because they had actually had something similar. They had a similar on-set issue, I think, with a Nicolas Cage movie. I feel like I, I remember that. This was like last summer, I think, um, where there was another mess up. Um, the armorer's job is to be in charge of the armory. Um, it is, you know, pretty curious that this moron um, took the the props out to a range. Essentially, what what is the most likely scenario is that she took the, or she took or she allowed somebody to take these revolvers out to the range, and someone left left one in the chamber, and then. 
the string of actual epic failures up until the point where this woman lost her life is legendary. The armor never checked it. Never checked the weapon between, um, you know, the range. And, and by the way, it should never have gone to the range. There should never be live rounds on set. These are what real armorers know and do. She then doesn't check it, hands it to somebody else who calls out cold, like the, the weapon is cold. Then Alec was handed the weapon, did not check it, which I feel like you'd want to do. You know, that's like day one hunter safety. You know, know you know, check your check your equipment, know your target, what's beyond it, all this kind of stuff. Then Alec gets it, doesn't check it, pulls a trigger, and a woman lost her life. The um so you see now prosecutors, so he thought he beat the charges, but prosecutors are now recharging Alec Baldwin. And I incorrectly, when I first saw this yesterday, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking that uh, this was a double jeopardy thing, but then people informed me that double jeopardy only comes into play when you've actually had a trial. Since the charges were dropped, they're allowed to refile them. The difference in dog ownership between Jeremy and Joe night and day. Oh, yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. So Reuters writes, New Mexico prosecutors on Tuesday said they intended to recharge Alec Baldwin now with involuntary uh, taking of life for the incident that happened uh, to a Rust cinematographer, uh, Helena Hutchins, back in 2021. Baldwin's case will be brought before a grand jury in mid-November, Special Prosecutor Kerry Morrissey said. The move followed results of an independent forensic test that found Baldwin uh, had to have pulled the trigger of the revolver he was rehearsing with for it to fire the live round. No kidding. You had to actually pay somebody to know that you have to pull the trigger? That's, that's really weird. I'm assuming there must have been some more evidence or something um, that, ca that came to light. And that evidence was, in fact, that he pulled the trigger. The finding was the same as the previous FBI test on the same firearm. After extensive investigation of the past several months, additional facts have come to light that we believe show Mr. Baldwin has criminal culpability. Baldwin has said he is not responsible for Hutchins passing and he did not pull the trigger. Well, see, that's the thing. You did. Of course you did. I was just holding, I was just holding and it went off. Yeah, the, it's, a, it's unfortunate that a terrible tragedy, tragedy has been turned into this misguided prosecution. We will answer any charges in court. Baldwin's lawyer said the 30 Rock actor was originally charged back in January for it, along with the movie's chief weapons handler, Hannah Gutierrez, by the way, who faces a 2024 trial. Now, ultimately, Hannah Gutierrez, um, the blue haired armorer, okay, she was charged with uh, tampering with evidence. 
you can see the yellow and purple hair and know that they are a weapons expert. This is someone who prosecutors Thursday charged Russ Film Armor with tampering with evidence in relation to the incident. In, in uh, The charges, in addition to two counts of involuntary taking of life, filed against Gutierrez earlier this year. Gutierrez Reed transferred narcotics to another person with the intent to prevent the apprehension, prosecution, or conviction of herself, the amended complaint says. Gutierrez Reed was likely hung over when she loaded a prop used by actor Alec Baldwin that fired a live round. Witnesses told investigators that Gutierrez Reed was heavily drinking and smoking herb in the evening during in the evenings during the filming of Rust. The filming of uh, the filing from prosecutors said. So they hire a purple blue-haired uh, woman who's getting r- baked every night getting drunk and then getting up and de- having to deal with firearms in the morning. And now again, like knowing she, uh, Schilling wrote, knowing full well the probability that this email may be subject to an IPRA inspection of public records act, I'm compelled to respectfully offer the following. The conduct of Santa Fe's sheriff's office during and after the initial investigation is reprehensible and unprofessional to a degree I still have no words for. I mean, somebody lost their life. I, I don't really know how you can just, you know, pretend. You can just sit there and pretend uh, that it, this is just a terrible inc- accident that nobody could have prevented. Is there a part of me that just hates Alec Baldwin so much that, you know, uh, he wants him to get convicted? Yes. I, I firmly believe the real culpable person here is the armorer. Um, that is the person that is in charge of that. That is the person that was out partying. That was the person that took the prop off the set, allowed live rounds, then allowed them to return to the set. Um, you know, I think like ultimately, ultimately that's who's responsible. Um, However, you know, prosecuting Alec is fine by me. Uh, certainly, you would think that he would be due a massive civil case, but I think, I think like her husband, or I can't remember, he like, he didn't want to press charges. It was weird. Like he, his, her husband was, who, you know, she's no longer alive. Um, you know, he wasn't really down for it. Now, you can make the argument that when you're handed uh, a firearm, it's your responsibility. And I can't refute that. I won't refute that. And that's probably what's driving these charges, you know, um, Baldwin, you know, really should have checked that should be, you know, especially when you're using real items, you know what I mean? If it's like a plastic one, obviously there's nothing to check. Uh, but when you're talking about like real firearms that were, you know, used on set, um, you should probably be checking it. Um, maybe a lesser charge, I guess it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, if Alec, I don't know if he beats this case, certainly Hannah Gutierrez Reed or whatever her stupid name is. She's not beating the case because she's not a multimillionaire, but Alec's got, you know, incredible lawyers and, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. So it's possible that he beats it. Interesting, interesting, interesting situation. Probably should have checked that Colt 45, Mr. Alec.
Look at Daily Mail. After wowing again to fight in court if he's charged. You mean vowing? You still haven't updated your headline? It's still wrong. The headline is wrong, and they published this three hours ago. Nobody noticed? Mainstream media, I tell ya. I mean, getting drunk and the handling weapons, yes, that is, you know. <sighs> you know, that's the part that makes her particularly culpable, I would suspect. Um, you know, partying and all this kind of stuff. Uh, she was a Hollywood Nepo baby hired too. Oh, for sure. For sure. And she sucked at her job. Great news, everybody. Have you ever said to yourself, you know, I really enjoy this free app, but now I want to pay money to use it. I know there are apps out there that earn revenue uh, through adding expanded features and selling them. This isn't a new business model. But what has made Twitter great for so long is that there's very little barrier to entry. And therefore, you know, when algorithmically not interfered with, it's a level playing field. Sadly, we know that basically since day one, Twitter has been compromised. And even to this day, it is shadow banning, um, permanently suspending, you know, deplatforming people every day, every day. The, the free speech haven that we were promised is far from it. I've never liked when companies say, even Rumble, for example. I mean, I've always said Rumble shouldn't call itself a free speech platform. It should call it freer speech or equal application of the rules because when everybody controls everything in between your platform and the end user, you have to live by their rules too. Twitter, since Elon Musk has purchased it, has now rebranded. You know, it's, it's, it promised to be a free speech platform, but ultimately it still has to live by the rules of the Google Play Store and the Apple iTunes Store, which have hate speech rules and all sorts of their own, you know, um, you know, there's all sorts of uh, rules that you have to apply. Where Twitter is, you know, it might be quote unquote free, but, you know, as Asmongold correctly points out, there is never a free app. You are the product. And that's what it is, right? They sell data. They sell ad space. Well, now uh, Twitter is running out a test, which of course will roll out of charging to use Twitter, charging everybody. Now it's just a test right now, but have you ever seen a big, huge mega corporation test an increase in fees and then have it go away? Of course not. Just in the same way that no, no tax is ever temporary. I mean, if you live in Wisconsin, you know that there's still a stadium tax that was you know, long after the stadium has been paid for. Once you give the government your money, they don't give it back. Now, X will be testing a $1 a year, $1 a year to access key features, including the ability to tweet and retweet. So we've gone from not, for, you know, we've gone from pay $8 
so that you won't get shadow banned, which is BS. Um, pay $8 so you can upload longer videos. That's true. Pay $8 so you can um, get a revenue share. That's true. Um, you know, my earnings on Twitter are irrelevant. They're, they pay for the $8, um, but it's not like it's ever going to replace YouTube or Rumble for, for revenue for me. I just can't uh, steal enough videos for that. I'll leave that to people like Ian Miles Chong. But, you know, this is weird. I think that this is fundamentally flawed. And, you know, and I'll tell you why I think that right after I take a leak. What are we barking at, mister? What are we barking at? You guys just let him bark while I'm gone? You guys just let him bark, huh? So, I don't understand this. First of all, as a user, okay, look, like I said, to be, you know, full disclosure, I pay for Twitter Blue and I earn enough from Twitter ad revenue share that I don't, that it's free, you know? Um, but I don't get this. The, the claim is that they want to do this to get rid of bots, okay? But how does this get rid of bots? First of all, why do I have to subsidize the cost of your bot problem that you should be fixing? You know, the, this is weird. And then first of all, or second of all, you know, the $1 thing isn't going to really stop these crypto bots and all that kind of stuff. It's not going to, because if they're making money for, to me, it's not just quote unquote bots that are annoying, annoying. It's like the manual bots. You know what I mean? Like there's bots, right? But then there's like bots, people that are in your replies. Like the new one is, oh, I, I, I made all this money talking to, and they take a different, like, uh, they take like a different um, Twitter user or X user. Uh, you know, that's so great. I'm so happy. I earned so much money talking to so-and-so. Because there's money made that these, these bots, you know, these bots, uh, they're, they're, they're worth a dollar. So then he'll argue what? Oh, we have to, well, then they have to go through all these credit cards and after we ban them, it makes us, it makes it get, a little easier or makes it a little difficult, more difficult, uh, you know, for them to come back maybe, but not impossible. Right. Users who are unable or unwilling to pay the annual fee will only be able to view posts and follow accounts. The company said excess bot activity has been a consistent rallying cry for Musk since before he acquired the company. He first claimed that, Twitter as a platform was previously known uh, under reporting the number of bots on the, pla uh, on the platform as part of its efforts to back out of the binding $44 billion acquisition deal. It was a claim based on the analysis that was disputed by numerous experts. Bot activity has reportedly worsened under Musk's ownership. Many decisions ordered by Musk have dramatically changed the social media platform, which is widely considered to be a part of the disaster response infrastructure and an important tool for news gathering. You know, early in his ownership, Musk ordered changes 
to the way that users are verified, phasing out the notability requirements in favor for a paid model and made cuts to trust and safety teams as part of a broader cost-cutting initiative. Well, trust and safety teams weren't really helping any bots. You know, they weren't helping get rid of bots. I know, I mean, we know this, right? Trust and safety was not um, getting rid of bots. They were worried about people who like Trump. Independent researchers have previously identified a significant number of bot accounts that tout crypto tokens driving up their prices. Many users have complained about the platform's degradation, and yet competitors like Blue Sky, Meta's Threads, and Mastodon have yet to mature into any meaningful type of competition. It's unclear when the paid subscription will roll out worldwide, but I assure you, by the way, it will. I assure you that it will. And, you know, it's all, for me, I, I don't know. You know, um, I, I don't think that this is the actual fix to the bot problem at all. You know, th that's just not true. Um, you know, I think it might make it a little harder, but the most annoying ones like crypto bots, when there's money involved, they'll be able to get, they'll be able to justify the cost. You know, and this too, like uh, a recent report now contradicts claims by Elon Musk and Twitter CEO Linda Yaccarino that people are returning to the social media platform. According to market intelligence firm SimilarWeb, Twitter's global website traffic was down 14% year over year in September, with Android usage also down 14.8%. However, traffic to Elon Musk's profile and posts increased by 96% year over year. Well, you know, you know that Elon is, has like some Elon button that he, his posts get forced on everybody. Like he, Elon ex experienced what it's like to be shadow banned like the rest of us. And then he just told some engineer like, hey, fix that. I can't go like two minutes without seeing an Elon Musk tw post on Twitter. Not only Twitter, but Facebook was also hit by the decrease in usage on the web. Although some of the other leading social networks also appear to be losing traffic, Twitter's performance has been worse in recent months. As it was in September, it was down 14%, although Facebook was not that far behind with being down 10.4%. Despite the decline in usage, X remains one of the largest social networks, even though the Twitter.com trails Facebook.com. It remains one of the most traffic social media websites. The, the idea that they're going to roll out this fee... I just, I don't buy it. Uh, I don't, I don't think that to me, it's a, it's an end around. They get your credit card. Once they get you to put your credit card in or your bank account or whatever, it becomes a lot easier to make it go from $1 a year to $5 a year, from $5 a year to $20 a year. Once they already have your card, it's just like cable companies, right? Oh, our bundle, <laughs> you know, I, there's probably not a person out there unless you're, you know, under 20 years old that doesn't remember what it was like, uh, you know, paying for cable and it's starting at, you know, $49.99. And then after two years, you're paying $179 a month and you just don't even notice it. You don't even notice it. It goes up five bucks here, seven bucks there, two bucks here, 11 bucks there. And before you know it, you're paying triple what you were. On top of that, I believe they know that once they have your credit card in, it will be easier to get people to buy stuff, right? So if your credit card is already in the system, 
you can create like uh you can create you know like a super chat right on youtube or a rumble rant on rumble you know your card's already in there so you're going to use it more often right if your card's already in there oh now twitter rolls out their shopping app boom it's linked to your credit card they already have your credit card you don't have to re-put it in so you want to buy something you want to tip a creator you want to do this you want to do that it's easy once they have your credit card that's the number one most difficult thing to overcome when you're selling people stuff it's getting them to put their information in right i try to sell people delicious coffee tea and cocoa on coffeebrandcoffee.com then you know getting new customers is very difficult even with a great promo like fall cocoa 10% off site wide pick up our delicious peppermint hot cocoa marshmallow hot cocoa rich caramel hot cocoa and velvety hot cocos as long as also with you know our like 50 different coffee teas as well but yeah i i I don't i don't buy that this fixes the bot problem i'm not in love with it at all and uh it feels very suspicious uh thank you eric uh for the bot thing and uh el mendez thank you for becoming a monthly supporter and m martin um yeah i do need like a taking a poop break uh, dog going berserk break, all this kind of stuff. You know, all this, all this kind of stuff, I think, uh, to make the show more exciting so you guys don't have to stare at my screen. Now I want to talk about boobs. Just kidding. Well, actually, we're, we are going to talk about boobs in just a little bit. Um, reverb the doggo. No, I just got him to quiet down. I don't know. Do what do you guys think? What do you think about the one dollar a year thing? I think it's about getting people's payments methods into the system. That's what I think. <laughs> I'm aware of those. <laughs> It's really windy out. Is it windy by you guys today? Uh, any plans to make your cocoa more soluble in coffee? I don't like milk or creamer in my coffee. I, 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 I don't think I really can. I, I could make a different kind that's better in water. But the ones I have now are all really just best in... Uh, best in with milk it doesn't break down very good in water i think it's because it's the real cacao you know it should be free to read and like and pay to post and reply um yeah i think that that's probably fine i mean the thing is i understand this shit stuff sorry does not affect me in the same way that affects most people. Um, I, I earn a whopping, you know, I earn a couple hundred bucks a month from Twitter. So I don't, you know, like, okay, if they take a dollar out of that, it doesn't matter. You know? But the, you know, I think that for other people, that, you know, I know I'm not like the 
target, you know, of this $1 thing. Bro, read my name, Noble Bushy. I mean, imagine if Facebook started charging, I will cancel X if he charges me anything. Well, I think that, um, I just, I feel like that's what they want to do. Like, I feel like they just want to, you know, pummel people into putting their credit cards in so that they are more easily, you know, they more easily open up to the idea of using it on the platform. And if it's really about, if he's, if it's really about the, you know, getting rid of the bots, why the hell are we paying for that? You know? I want to talk about this here. This section. All right. New Russell Brand video. There's one of those every day. All right. So there's always, um, there's always this kind of, you know, this, uh, uh, a general kind of theme of my channel is, you know, supporting new and alternatives to, for example, YouTube or alternatives to Twitter or alternatives to whatever social media that you like, because most of them don't work very well. One of the biggest complaints about YouTube in particular that creators have is that our viewers, very the people who have raised their hand and said, hey, I want to see videos from this person, almost never see them. Uh, the average like well-known percentage of viewership to subscribers is about 10%. Once you're, uh, once you're like a mature channel. So if you have 1.5 million subscribers and you regularly get about 150,000 views, that's not uncommon. Um, and uh, as users also saying, you know, why is all this crap on my homepage? Obviously, another complaint is why are they arbitrarily banning people? Why is YouTube suspending banning people? Why is Twitter I'm, or Twitch, why are they banning people? Well, it starts from a, the, the problem is a fundamental, uh, a fundamental issue is that when your viewers want to watch you, for example, they're not watching you. They're going to YouTube and you're, they're subscribing to YouTube and hoping that YouTube shows people the videos. Um, and we know, you know, as creators, they generally don't do that. YouTube has a monopoly, a virtual monopoly on video content creation. You know, Rumble's growing, Odyssey's out there, there are other alternative sites, but Rumble or YouTube still has probably 95% of the video views. For streaming, like Twitch, they still have probably 90% or more of all available streamers. Well, then what happens when you get banned? When Twitch decides they ban you? Or as a creator, for example, when you want to support new tech, how do people find you? I very you know, publicly talked about I'm doing a live show on Rumble every day from noon to 2 o'clock Central Standard Time. I would absolutely love for people to come and watch that show. Okay, 
even if they don't want to leave YouTube and they want to watch my standalone videos on YouTube, I don't care. This is the problem is that people don't switch over. You know, like they, m most people don't want to install another app. Most people don't want to, you know, deal with this BS. I understand that completely. By the way, I hope that you'll start joining me at noon on my Rumble channel. You can get the Rumble app or you can just go to my Rumble page and watch that live. But the monopoly and the arbitrary bannings of these platforms like YouTube and Twitch has been something that has been a major problem. And um, right to repair juggernaut Lewis, Ro Lewis Rossman has put together with other people, I assume, an app that is uh, extremely important. It's functionality. Now, as a content creator who's, you know, relies on ad revenue it's always hard to like promote stuff that for example blocks ads um, you're literally promoting something that takes money out of your pocket it sucks right but the more important thing that this app does is it creates an ecosystem where uh where content creators you can actually subscribe to them like you can subscribe to them. You can subscribe to me in particular, and you can see my videos. You want to see my videos on Odyssey. You want to see my videos on, um, you know, wherever various platforms you can do that. Application would be with the stock app. So one thing you may notice when I decide to click on a video here is that it starts to play immediately, or at least as immediately as Spectrum internet will allow when you live my watch history is and doesn't really get to track me in the way that they would if I logged in. The choice there is in your hands. It's up to you. When you're using this application, you are not just searching one platform, you are searching every one of the platforms that you clicked in a staggered way. So if I wanted to search for motherboard repair over here, I can search for motherboard repair and I can see results from Twitch, YouTube, Odyssey, Twitch, YouTube, Odyssey, all the different platforms that I have here. So I no longer... This, he comes out with this app that I think is actually pretty cool. Um, you can verify yourself as a creator on it and um, people can actually follow. Now, this isn't like one of those things where it's like Patreon or whatever, where you pay people. It's not like a way for creators to make money. It's a way, though, for people to stay out of, you know, the out of the watchful eye and, and back up content, by the way. So if if you get banned off YouTube, you know, your viewers can still find you much easier. You know, they don't want to join Rumble or they're not on Rumble, but they, but they want to watch the quarterings videos. They can still find me because this app will actually aggregate everything. You can see it as like, you can look, search Patreon, Rumble, Kick, Twitch, Odyssey, YouTube, um, you know, all this kind of stuff all at once. I really think that this is a smart app. Um, and I think that, it's really important in the age of people getting banned and suspended from platforms. It's like, uh, you know, again, it sucks because in the short term, creators will um, lose ad revenue, but it does ensure that your viewers that actually want to can find your content and then they can, you know, support you directly. For example, I tell people like, oh, there's this app, right? And again, I'm not getting paid to promote this. In fact, I'm losing money to promote this. But I do think I really like the idea and you have to stand by your principles. And the principle is like, 
I really want to, uh, you know, be able to have my viewers find my videos. This app looks like I'm going to download it today. I'm going to try it. Um, you know, you have one universal feed. You can view YouTube alongside paid content like Patreon or even platforms like Twitch, Rumble, Odyssey, things like that. Log into your platforms and receive the same recommendations you would get on their website. And you can import subscriptions and playlists from any supported platform. It also has background play, offline playback, live streams, and chat. This is a pretty interesting development. Um, I think it's pretty smart and you can cast, you can also do, um, this stuff. He talks about longer term when people, this part to consumers, as well as content creators over the content that they produce. Again, we would love to have a system once Harbor is fully developed for you to simply just click a button and take that content creator's content and export it to a decentralized database somewhere where if that, that person's all their videos get deleted from YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, and everything else, they're still available for everybody to be able to watch. That's something that is on our roadmap. If that content creator is deleted from Odyssey, YouTube, and Twitch, we want there to be a system where all of their videos still show up in your feed and you continue to watch them as if nothing ever happened. We want the content creators to feel like they own their identity, but more importantly, we want content creators to feel like they can have a direct connection to their audience to communicate. So essentially, if I can explain how this works, I haven't done a great job yet, but the, let's say that I got banned off YouTube, but I was publishing my videos somewhere else. This app would allow me to plug that in so that all of my viewers could still see my videos. Now, it creates, it changes the landscape to where, uh, you know, content creators need to work harder to get their, um, their viewers to support them directly. But for example, my viewers do like people, maybe they don't watch my ads or buy any sponsored products, but they buy coffee from me, or maybe you try out sponsors or you try out. So at the end of the day, it's still a universal good, um, that your viewers actually get to find your videos, right? Even if you get banned, right? Like if you had, for example, Alex Jones in here and you know, you subscribe to him, wherever he's publishing his videos, you open the app, you see them just like they were on YouTube or anywhere else. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is definitely something I, I think is very smart. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I just, I really think that this was, you know, I know he's been working on this for a while. Oh, by the way, the software is completely open source. Um, you don't, you know, you don't have to pay for it. I think they, they ask for a couple bucks, but, um, you know, I would always say pay for it, but again, this is not an ad. And like I said, in fact, you know, I think it's more important that you can reach your viewers than the ad revenue you can make on them, especially once you're, you know, a larger creator, you've got to just get more creative on generating revenue. You sell you sell merch or you sell coffee or you do ad reads or whatever the case is, but at least they can actually still find your content. So I think that this is a really, really interesting app and takes away a lot of the power that YouTube has. Uh, it takes a lot of power away from Twitch banning people, things of that nature, because now your viewers can find you no matter what. So it'll be interesting to see if this actually takes off. I, I wish him, I absolutely wish him the best. Um, 
it's certainly an interesting time uh, to to <laughs> to be to be alive with all the censorship and stuff like that going on. So I'm here for it. Good for Lewis and uh, his company. And uh, I just wanted to give them some shine because I think that's I'm you know I think that they're doing a really good thing here to help preserve content. I think that you know it's really I think it's really important that uh, you know people that people uh, be able to catalog their stuff, you know, and like, here's the reality, you know, um, just to like share some real numbers with people, you know, ad revenue nowadays isn't what it used to be, but it's still very, 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 very important. Um, once you get big enough, then you can offset it like, you know, that coffee company makes me maybe a couple grand a month or something. Um, I do an ad read, you know, a couple ad read, reads to get a couple grand a month. I get people to, to support me on Rumble or on Locals. You do that kind of stuff. And um, I think I saw somebody else support me, actually. Uh, yeah, Malpheus, thank you for becoming a monthly supporter, dude. Appreciate that. Like, that's what I mean. Like, you, a lot of viewers would be willing to support, throw you five bucks a month. And if you think about it, like, if you, if everyone paid, if like, if, uh, you know, 10% of your viewers paid you five bucks a month, that would probably be more than most people make in ad revenue. You know what I mean? I like, I have a hundred thousand, uh, like kind of diehard viewers mostly. Right. If, um, you know, 10,000 of them were giving me $5 a month, that's $50,000 a month. Like. That's how you have to look at it. You find that 10% of your viewers, uh, let's, you know, you find that 10% of your viewers that are willing to support you. If people are willing to support good content or content that they like, that's really the new model. Let's do an antelope publishing read. No, I don't think I'll be doing one of those again. I legit didn't know. That was like a weird, a weird thing. I did an ad read for like a bookstore or something like that, a book website. And, uh, I uh, thanks Chanel. Appreciate you. Um, and it turned out like, it turned out like their owners were like actual Nazis or some, sh or like white nationalists or something like that. I didn't know. And the left was like, ah, got him. I'm like, it's just a stupid ad read. I didn't say that I like supported the polit personal politics of the, the people that ran the company, you know? Pretty much. Jeremy hopes to get whales, lol. No, no, I don't want whales. Whales would be like if you found five subscribers to pay you $10,000 a month. Whales are like, uh, you know, I want guppies. Like, uh, you know, I mean, think about the power that Tim Pool has, right? He said before he's got like 50,000 members of TimCast. Something like that. Something insane. Do the math. 50,000 people paying him 10 bucks a month. Do the math. $500,000 a month he's making. You think he gives a shit about YouTube ad revenue? Jack Decker. So how much do these super chats make up of your revenue? Um, not much because not a lot of people do them on Rumble. That That's changing slowly. Like Jack, you've always been doing them. But like the percentage of people that do Rumble rants compared to like when I was live streaming on, on YouTube is far less. Um but it's getting better and i think one one big thing is i don't think you could you i don't think you could get 
I don't think you could even do them until recently on the app. Um, and I think, I think you still can't do it on Android. Yeah, you want tons of small subscribers of a whale bales that can crush you. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I've kind of gone... Um, Salty Cracker makes good money on rents. He does. He does do good. YouTube takes 50%. Rumble at the moment takes zero until end of year. YouTube takes 30%, not 50. Um, but yes, that's true. So I think that this... Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think it's important, like... I think that you want people to, uh, you want people to do, you want people to be able to find your content. That's the ultimate, that's the like actual, <laughs> but, but my established title says I'm lo a Lord in Scotland. Hey, there might be a day where I'd run their ads again. Jack says I can do them on my laptop, but not my cell phones. Oh, okay. No, I, no iOS. There is Android. Okay. But rumble's got to make it like easier. <laughs> they got to like make a big ass button. Martin says rumble rent revenue is nice, but not reliable source. Yeah. Well, that's what the ad reads are for, you know, and you do, you do that kind of stuff. Sometimes they're not like the most exciting products, but that's what you do. YouTube head pops in. Did someone say 50%? Yeah. Yeah. I've got some great news too. Good news, everybody. Remember how we used to see beautiful uh, angels, you know, the, the Victoria's Secret angels uh, coming out and promoting um, beautiful women and, you know, being fit and all this stuff and how it never really affected whether or not fit women bought their product because if you go into Victoria's Secret, there are women of all sizes in there anyway. But then Victoria's Secret said, no, no, we've got to get woke. We've got to get horribly unlikable people like Megan Rapinoe to represent our product. And, and, and they thought that was going to sell a lot more of their overpriced undergarments. Well, it turns out it didn't. It turns out that now Victoria's Secret has ditched prioritizing wokeness over uh, having beautiful women after, fail after sales plummet. <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it's, it's just such a shame. Godborn, I do read them. Also, I've, I, I literally wrote down on a notepad this, the super chat or the rumble rant you did the other day that I missed. And it said, Jeremy, all you need to stop your coyote problems is to keep roadrunners in the yard. Coyote problems. I saved it for when you came back because I, I, uh, I felt bad about that. Noble, thank you so much for your rant. Laundry chain Victoria's Secret is reportedly ditching its woke feminist makeover of recent years as it has not translated to business success. Who could have foreseen this? Who could have foreseen this? Like, I am shocked and appalled that this didn't work out for them. Hundreds of years of marketing science, they threw it out the window and they put ugly people on the inside and out. 
promoting their products and somehow it backfired. Since the brand has decided to move away from its hyper spicy image, uh, as businessoffashion.com described it in a recent article, Victoria's Secret has seen a significant revenue drop. As such, it has looked to revamp itself to bring beautiful women back. The outlet noted in a piece that was also published by an editorial partner of CNN on Tuesday. Kathleen Chen reported that the brand's efforts to promote inclusivity, which included making LGBTQ pro women's soccer player and outspoken leftist Megan Rapinoe, as well as trans women brand spokesmodels and getting rid of, of its famous Angels supermodels, gained, quote, favorable reviews from online critics, but never tra tra translate into sales. This is great. Can I get a let's go? Can I get a like on the video? Can I get a subscribe or follow down below? People are, people have had enough. This is what we've always said. This is what we've always said, that the, these, these, uh, there's a vocal minority on social media that, that has always pushed for to make women ugly um, or to do this or that in video games or to do, you know, because they're ugly on the inside and they, and they want everyone else to be ugly too. Um, you know, I think that the, the finally we are now seeing, I think ultimately it's a bigger, the bigger picture is the overall feeling of people about the economy and their expendable income, I think has uh, made people more discerning. People have woken up to woke. We saw it this summer with Bud Light. You know, for years, companies have been able to spit in our faces with, you know, woke ideology and all this kind of stuff. And it didn't affect them. They, In fact, you would think, you, you, you might think that people are, uh, you know, in, you know, supporting it, but that's not the case. Kathleen Chan. Oh, sorry. According to the numbers, the brand's projected revenue for 2023 is 6.2 billion, which is 5% lower than it was last year. And even lower than it was in 2020 when the brand's revenue was 7.5 billion. I mean, it's, it's the drop in Victoria's secret sale have, so they've lost billions in sales since getting woke. The drop in Victoria's Secret sales also followed the company's move to make its board of directors mostly female. Uh-oh. It looks like, I mean, I'm not going to make the woman jokes. You guys can make the woman jokes, all right? Um, in 2021, Rapinoe called what the brand had done before, uh, called out what the brand had done before the revamp claiming it had sent out a really harmful message that was patriarchal, sexist viewing of not what is meant to be attractive, but that the clothes were trying to accomplish through a male lens and through what men desired. Well, this might shock lonely, unattractive people, unhappy people, but you know, women like to look good and they like to look attractive. And some women, even, I know this is probably totally mind-blowing to, you know, the, these uh, online activists, but some women actually like to look good for their man. Just like a lot of guys like to, you know, get and look good too for their woman. That's actually like kind of a normal thing. 
you know, that's, that's the more normal, uh, you know, uh, reaction. Uh, that's normal human interaction. Like, you know, people want to, you know, look good for their partner. There's nothing wrong with that at all. In the fashion outlet, Chen noted that the lingerie companies attempt to stop the financial drain, body positive marketing was causing it to bring back its runway show format and bring back attractive women. The brand has become that made the brand famous before some of its more inclusive initiatives. I mean, this is this is just as big as Bud Light. This is just as big as Bud Light. You're talking about a company who now is coming out and, you know, um, uh, saying, oh no, wokeness actually lost us more than a billion dollars. You know that there are other companies out there that are losing money too. And they're probably like, can we just go back? Can we just go back to making money? I just want to go back to making money. And you're going to see now as the economy tightens up and people are more discerning with their money, you're going to see a pretty quick switch, I think. She described the Victoria's Secret Tour 2023 uh, as a display that fell somewhere between the personification of male lust and the brand's aught-era heyday and the inclusive utopia promoted by its many disruptors. Victoria's Secret brand president Greg Unis summed up the new direction of the company, reportedly telling investors being, <laughs> being attractive can be inclusive. <laughs> he explained that, <coughs> excuse me, it can celebrate the diverse experience of our customers. And that's what we've focused on. So basically what he's saying is no uggos. I mean, their models, their supermodels are not supposed to look like regular women. That's kind of the point. Chief Executive Martin Waters also reportedly admitted that the inclusivity initiatives were not profitable for the company, stating, despite everyone's best endeavors, it has not been enough to carry the day. I mean, it sounds like to me that they are admitting they got woke and subsequently went broke. That's what, that, I mean, I don't know. You know, according to Business of Fashion, the company's new goal is to improve profitability and cross back over the $7 billion in annual sales. To meet this objective, the brand plans to roll out activewear and swimwear, updating existing stores, and open 400 new ones outside the United States. Victoria's Secret did not immediately respond to Fox. Well, yeah. They say, they say goodbye to angels in an attempt to redefine it. This is what happened back in 2021. So they effed around, and they found out pretty quick. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, all the, their models need to be like size zeros. I think that having some like actual attainable body types in your ads and stuff like that, I think is totally fine. I think that, you know, look, I've been, you know, I've been with, uh, you know, the same woman for almost 20 years. I've spent a lot of time in uh, shopping with her at that store with her, not by myself. And this whole like normalize the bulge stuff. When you look at the actual people that are, are shopping there, they're not supermodels for the most part. Um, and it never bothered them before. And, you know, I think that like the, the, the attempt was made and this is actually a massive victory. 
I think it's hilarious to me that all, now things are swinging back. You know, Victoria's Secret swaps angels for, quote, what women want. It turns out that women, oh, I don't even know. I don't want to say it and offend all my, my, my 6% female viewers. But somebody out there, some misogynist might say, looks like women don't even know what women want. And then they might chuckle. <laughs> but the, you know, I think that like, you know, I think that ultimately the people that are, you know, a lot of women are buying these products for men. You know, I get it. You want to feel good. You want to feel nice. And there's some element of that too. But I don't think that um, they're buying a lot of these negligees for themselves. You know, like it's always been, uh, you know, a thing that like my wife likes to go there and she likes to have me there pick things out, picking things out with her. It's, it's, it's like, that's normal. There's, you see, if you go to that store, you see a lot of boyfriends and husbands with their wives picking stuff out, right? Like, yeah, sure. You got to get a bra or whatever. That's a little different, but like the idea that, um, this is, you know, it's not a lot of, um, body positive, uh, massive only fan stars are there. We knew this was going to happen. I couldn't be happier to report it. Get woke, go broke, wherever you're watching, please do follow or subscribe down below. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. By the way, if you are watching, I saw we had a couple new uh, members today. I'm really thankful for that. That was really awesome. I'm definitely going to promote the show. <clears throat> one of these, one, one of the times in the stream here, um, you know, we talked about, uh, I talked about in a live video, trying to like get more people. I'm really comfortable at the three to 5,000 mark, but, uh, you know, rumble wants me to get to 10,000 relatively quick. And I, I know I can, I just have to be careful about promoting it. You know, I don't want to like piss my, you know, my regular everyday YouTube viewers off because you know, they still pay the bills, but I'm really happy to see all the growth we're getting here on the rumble show. Nearly 4,000 of you watching the number one, um, you know, I, I'm going to every show I make the ask, by the way, I'm actually going to read, I miss, I'm re, I missed a couple rants. Um, Nick says I signed up monthly and it works on desktop, but I don't get any perks here on the app are used the $5 promo a few weeks ago. Oh, you got a promo. That's cool. They should do that. Uh, Godborn, wow, you just proved me wrong. Why don't you? Yeah, see, I, I felt bad. I missed, like, I don't like missing rants or super chats at all. Like, I don't care if it's a dollar or $500. I, I wrote it down because I was like, ah, oh, shit. I know, I know what it's like. You want people to read them. That's the point. Uh, Mr. Bunce, hey, Jeremy, good day from Down Under. Longtime fan. Appreciate the investment in new tech. Happy to follow you across sites. Keep making great content. Dude, thank you for that. Um, it says you have 166,000 subscribers. Can we guess they handed you some for free? No, those are all real. I've been supporting alt tech since Jump Street. Like, the, the, these are all my own subs. Uh, I would say that a lot of content creators have um solidarity subs is what i call them so a lot of people will you know when a new network comes up they'll, they'll come over and they'll subscribe to you but then when you wake up 
the next, when they wake up the next day, they still go to YouTube. So I think when I created my Rumble page, every time there's a major banning, people come over and subscribe, but they don't come over and watch uh, nearly as much. Um, you know, I average, you know, five to 10,000 views on my standalone streams here, or on my standalone videos. <laughs> That's got to get better. Rumble needs more discovery in their, in their search algorithm. But my daily show, my live show is growing. And uh, wait, I first started quartering the fighter in the kid hater subreddit and YouTube world. Oh, really? Interesting. Um, but anyway, um, what I'd like to ask is uh, all that, you know, if you don't have a Rumble account, get, create one and, and uh, click the follow button. At least for live streams, if you're using the app, it does send a notification when I go live. Now, I, I, I go live around noon, which is, you know, an hour and 40 minutes ago. Uh, so I'm hoping that more people will start earlier and come in earlier. Uh, and if you, if you have already, I don't know if the likes do anything on Rumble, but I like, uh, I like to you know, get a bunch of them. So if you haven't liked the video, great. That's all I ever ask. Just follow the account. Create an account, follow me here. It would be awesome. <clears throat> you should hook up with, with Barnes so we can go on CobraCast the day he's on your show. Oh yeah, I, I have Robert Barnes on Friday here. I found you after you did solid for Crowder. Oh yeah, I appreciate that. Um, also, one thing that goes a really, really long way is underneath the video, there's this join button. And it's five bucks a month, but it goes miles. If you enjoy, you know, basically the ad-free experience here, you enjoy what we're doing. I have two full-time video editors that do my meme intros. They'll be doing some like uh, Jeremy's taking a poop uh, break videos. Um, obviously, I have a full-time uh, graphic designer does all my thumbnails. So it's not just me that makes this show go round. Your support on locals would mean, uh, would matter immensely to me. Um, because you know, you just never know out there and it's, it's hard to convert people over to do that, but there's a join button right down here. If you click that and then you click support, you can support me on locals. It's just like Patreon. And I keep forgetting to do the members. So going forward, I'll launch the members supporters only chat each time we go live here too. So people can chat in there. It's essentially like I, I see your chats, you know, they get, I, see, I have a separate chat box for members and um, we'll do some members only stuff. But yeah, if, you, if you're in a position to today, please click the join button or, you know, search me up on, you know, the quartering.locals.com or whatever it is. And um and back me. It's, it's, uh, it's been a long road. It's, it's, it's only October. So I'm hoping by like November, December, we can start doing, um, you know, five to 6,000 viewers and, uh, we can really grow the locals out. Oh yeah. Close out of the chat and you'll see the link. Okay. YouTube has everything, but they're been getting going slowly downhill. Rumble is just getting started. Yeah. I think, um, I'm hopeful for, you know, I'm hopeful for Rumble's future. Now, obviously I have a contract with them that, you know, it's only for, only for another, whatever, 15 months. So if I don't get better, which means I have to put on a better show, which means I need to do like the bathroom break stuff. I need to make it more fun for you all. <laughs> That's my goal by the end of the year to really smooth out the show and make it really fun, more fun for you. Um, 
And I think that we do that, then we can grow the locals. And if I grow the locals, I become more valuable to rumble, you know? Martin, thank you for the great show, Captain. Have a great day. Thank you. I see support you on the publica. Wait, where did I see that? Oh, don't get access to your local self. Kind of sucks. I know it's not linked. I know it's stupid. Um, hopefully one day it can be. Maybe I can give out like promo codes to publica members and give them like a month of free membership. Maybe I could figure out a way to get you in there. Uh, it says, uh, are there a lot of creators that have exclusivity contracts with YouTube? Um, I don't know any that do. Uh, I guess I, I shouldn't say that. Some of those big streamers, I think, do. Like uh, those gaming streamers that signed, they signed, um, they signed like against Twitch, like weird, like just like milk toast gaming streamers. But I, I don't think any, YouTube doesn't have to give exclusive, exclusivity contracts because they have a monopoly. Turn Huck loose on the mailman and we can all take bets. <laughs> yeah, at a, th at a thousand backers of my locals, I'll put a camera, I'll, I'll, I'll feed you into the security camera and I'll let Huck outside while the mailman's here behind the fence. Yeah, Tim the Tatman is exclusive with YouTube. Yeah, I don't think they've really signed anybody. Um, all is controlled. Rumble is the closest. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Jack, you've been very generous today. I know what you mean. I'm just trying to promote my state's First Amendment just starting, mainly on X, now trying to get on podcast. Maybe someday I'll be big enough to be interviewed by you on a Friday. Hey, you never know. You know, that's that's very, very true. I try to find channels. I used to watch on YouTube over here on Rumble. There's actually quite a few, but you have to go searching for them. Yeah, the search really needs improving. They said this quote-unquote fall. Um, So hopefully sooner. One of the biggest deterrents for people to come over here who have active YouTube communities is, first of all, they think they're going to lose a bunch of money, which is not true. You know, Rumble viewers are basically different people altogether. You're not bleeding. I mean, I could tell you that it's not like 50,000 people stop watching my YouTube channel and they watch my Rumble videos. No, Rumble video people are Rumble people. But they still all think this. The other thing is small creators, like the search algorithm is, is very poor and um, it needs to get better so that smaller creators can get more discover, discoverability. I understand the reason that I'm I'm very fortunate and I've got almost 4,000 people here is because Rumble has me on the front page. Um, I understand that. Um, so I newer creators need to be able to start at nothing and build, and there's not a lot of examples of that on Rumble. There's just people that were big on YouTube that got banned or big on YouTube and made the change. So that is the number one thing that I'm telling Rumble as a creator, as a contracted content creator with them, is about other people. I'll get mine. I'm okay. I'm pretty milk toast. Like, I don't think I will. I don't, I'm not as worried about getting banned off the face of the earth. Um, as you know, as maybe some other people, however, it could happen. And I'm really glad there's alternatives. So I'm going to uh, get editing all my standalone videos for the day, which will all be released here on rumble and YouTube. 
if you join uh, if you join today on uh, locals, I I I, uh, I greatly appreciate it. If you already back me there, I greatly appreciate it. Give it a try. Consider it. Um, I think I could put the link in the chat. Hold, please. Jeremy's independently wealthy. Yeah, right. No, I'm not. <laughs> and um, yeah, check out Locals and then we'll see you tomorrow at noon.